I was walking along the street yesterday. <laughs> That's a good start. I was following a group of lads who were yeah. all ab- about 12, 13 years old, mm. and they were all trying to sort of out... You know how blokies do, like, outdo each other. And at one point, one of the lads, who and the other three had gone on slightly, and there was a plant overhanging the pavement, and he put his mouth around the end of it and started to eat the plant. <laughs> right. And then he, he ate it, and the other lads turned round, and he stopped, looked a bit embarrassed, and then carried on with them. What is he doing? What, what was that? The reason I'm looking slightly com- concerned... And, yeah, and well, I think we should all be concerned. Is that it says on my running order, Georgina, have you seen the 3D model of King Tut and Carmen? <laughs> <laughs> Have you? <laughs> so, do you want to do that as well, or do you want to save that for the next show? Ah, uh, I've put numbers next to all these things, and what <laughs> I've done is I've read the wrong number. <laughs> so, you're listening to Salby and Loft Deluxe. Live on tape from Studio Senseless in Leafy London Town. It's Sour Bee and Luff Deluxe. We're off and running with Sour Bee and Luff Deluxe. I've just noticed I didn't bring in any kind of drink or, or coffee or anything, so... I'll warn the listeners that what's going to happen is after about half an hour, I'm going to start to slowly dehydrate. And like the Saurus Warus. Yeah, so if you see me sinking deeper and deeper into my chair and going cross-eyed, yeah. uh, you'll know that I need to be given some Good kind of liquid. Good night out. Good yes. night out. So coming up on uh, Salby and Lufty Lux, hiding in a hedge yeah. to watch a ghost. Brilliant. That sounds like a telephone. Uh What the ghost sounds like a telephone Or the person in the head sounds like a telephone That's in this week's Flying Saucers Ate My Pants Uh Um, And also in Toast Haunted Can Dogs See Ghosts? (laughs) Absolutely, of course they can Don't be ridiculous, it's not even a question uh, matters arising first, uh-oh. Georgina. Yeah. Why are you going? Uh oh. Because this is just a rant at Georgina section, not, isn't no, it? Not always. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the first thing on uh, on the agenda for matters arising, yeah, is Georgina has taken <laughs> against Marie Antoinette. I have. Oh, in such a major way. Yeah, yeah. Do you, want to, do you want to elaborate on that? It's a BBC series. We watch it on a Sunday night because we like, as we at nine o'clock on a Sunday night, we end the week or start the week, I suppose, with a bit of costume drama. should point out it's not actually on at nine o'clock on a Sunday no. night. We, 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 run, we run our own schedule in this house. <laughs> we do. We like costume drama at, at nine, nine o'clock, o'clock on, on a, a Sunday. So we so we've been watching uh, Marie, Marie Antoinette. Antoinette. In fact, we finished watching it last night. It's we about the, the Queen in France, uh, coming from Austria. She's called the Ostrich something, isn't she? And uh, the Ostrich she, bitch. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and right from the off, right from the first five minutes, I didn't like of her. episode one. Georgina. <laughs> Took against it. Right? I took against the whole what, program. Why? The, the women are too modern. I love the costumes, but the storyline. There's no storyline. Someone pre- prints a blooming pamphlet about her. 
saying that they don't like her. There's an investigation into who's printed the pamphlet. And then the, the, the episode finishes. And then next week, someone's printed a pamphlet about her. Everyone investigates. And then the, the, you know, the episode finishes. I don't get it. There's no plot. And the, 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 the woman who is the king's mistress, is just she just looked too modern. She looked like she just stepped out of the 2020s. Normally, Georgina and I like the same things. So mm. it's quite unusual for me to quite like a series... And for you to absolutely hate it. When we got to the end of episode seven last night, <laughs> I said, for God's sake, let's just watch the last one. I'm not watching let's it. Let's get this over with yeah. and then we can get on with our yeah, lives. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. you can stop whinging at the, at the television. <laughs> I just, not enough happened. She had such an eventful life. It was so, so weird and miraculous and weird and history laden. Matters arising. Yeah. Number two. Uh-huh. On the agenda. Okay. Georgina's new diffuser. Oh, yeah. I love my new diffuser. No. Talk to me about your new diffuser because I don't like the smell of diffusers. No, you don't like the smell I put in the diffuser. It's not the diffuser per se you don't like. And also, you bought it as a kind of replacement for putting a can, a smelly candle out, didn't you? Yes, I did. Now, the reason I like a smelly candle out in the <laughs> evening is not for the smell. No. It's for the fact that there's a naked flame. Why do it, we buy smelly candles, then? In, They're it, ten times more expensive no, than regular candles. It taps into something deeply primeval within us. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. We like, because we don't have necessarily a hearth fire anymore. Right, The yeah. human likes to, likes to see a naked flame. A flickering right? flame. So your white plastic thing that with with a kind of smell it's coming out ceramic. the top of it is not does not replace that i know but it makes the room smell lovely well only if you like the smell i put into it what is the sm current smell that's in it because I, I notice you've been sneaking it out after i go to bed yeah i've done put it on when you go to bed so what's the smell that's in it now that's my secret the smell in it at the moment is lavender and rose i think it's lavender you don't like I think it for some reason you don't like lavender. I mean, you do take quite strongly. Do you remember when I once bought a smelly candle home that was supposed to be the smell of Christmas? And it was something like clementines and spice. <laughs> it made me gag. <laughs> a little piece of sick came up in the back of my I know. throat. You genuinely looked like you were going to vomit, so I had to blow it out. <laughs> so, and you'll be delighted to hear that the third item on Matters Arising mm. is not anything to do with you. Phewey. Right? This is more of a generic. Generic. Matters arising. Okay. And it concerns a radio commercial yes. that is running at the moment, and TV commercial okay. as well. Although we don't seem to get the TV version in London. Uh, that it's, for, it's to tell you, if you break down on the motorway... <laughs> To, to go left. Now, you right. play the radio in the bathroom, and all I heard the other night was swearing coming from the bathroom. No. So I presume the advert was on there. You should was immediately, it? by what I've just said, yeah. get what it is that winds me up about this commercial. Because it's if you break down mm. on the motorway, right? yeah. picture the scene. Yeah. You've broken down. Oh, no. You're on the hard broken shoulder. Broken down on the motorway. And, and this advert is telling you to go left. Go left. Right. How can you go left? If you've broken down, Georgina. Well, yes. What it should say is, if you think you're going, going to, to break, break down, down, like say you say yeah. your petrol's very low, yeah, or, or you say you start, hear a, your car starts going, chugga, chugga, yeah, chugga, you might chugga, hear a nasty chugga, knocking yeah. noise in the back. That's what it should say. But it says if you break down. 
go left. Go left. I'll be more specific. Uh, there's a little song on it <laughs> that's that's to the the tune of um, Pet Shop Boys. Yes. Go west. Yeah, it's <laughs> so it goes go west. Indicators on. Yeah. Go left at the next junction. <laughs> go left. Find an emergency zone. Oh my word. Go left. Don't forget your phone. Now that's oh the, come on. That's the next thing that annoys me. Yeah, is if you've forgotten your phone, you've already forgotten your phone. You haven't forgotten it in the car you, as have you're you? as yeah, you're yeah, breaking yeah. down yeah. and stuck on the motorway or about to break down <laughs> at and, that and point, going left. You throw the phone out the window. You're not. I thinking, always do. You're not thinking. Oh, when I go left, I mustn't forget my phone. <laughs> Because or, you've already forgotten it. Where are these emergency zones as well? And then the bit that annoys me... you have to plan me, to break down next to an emergency zone? The bit that annoys me the most, then, is the dumbing down yes. part. Because yeah, this, yeah, yeah. com- this is a government um, commercial, right? Yes, they think we're all idiots, And the dumbing they? down part of it that makes me rant the most mm. is the next line is, Go left at the passenger door. So in other words, the passenger yeah, they're talking to people who don't know which way is left <laughs> and which way is right. <laughs> they're, they're, now, if you don't know which way is left and which way is right... You shouldn't be driving should a not, car. You should not be driving. Oh, so no. They, they put that in, yes. go left at the passenger door, for people that go aren't left sure. towards oh, the passenger door. They're not absolutely door. sure which way yeah. is left. And, oh, also, and also, to be fair, Georgina, if you're on a motorway, yeah. you can't go right... <laughs> No. Can no, you? No. There's just a line down the middle of the... But this must have, a, been, this must have a, been started because a whole load of people went right, surely. You Otherwise, can't. they wouldn't be wasting money you and going, John, go left. Do you know what annoys... No, no, wait. Okay. You can't go right on a motorway. There's a there's a barrier down the middle. I know, but if you're in the left-hand lane, yeah. you could go right onto the other two lanes. Why would you do that? Because obviously people are... What annoys me most about the adverts is, is aren't there inside? Insects singing it, aren't they all dressed <sighs> as insects? Like they've they've splattered onto your windscreen, yeah, well, that's and they're the, singing to you. Yeah, go left. That's the TV version, which, right? Which I haven't seen in London, which okay. I've seen on online. Yeah, they right. don't need to do it in London because so, we all know what left is. We're all, we're, <laughs> 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 we're going to move on now with toast haunted. I'm beginning to like the toast. We mentioned this on the promo, but we haven't mentioned it in the show. Mm. It's called Toast Haunted because we used to think our toaster <laughs> was haunted. It was haunted. Because one morning we found a pen. Yeah. There was a smell of plastic when in I put the, the toast in. In the toaster. And there's a pen. No one puts a pen no, in the toaster. Even I am not stupid enough <laughs> to put a pen in a toaster. A plastic pen so, in a toaster is never a so good idea. So I thought idea. we'd call this segment Toast Haunted. Toast Haunted. Also because it sounds a bit like Most Haunted. Yes. Which You're is, very clever. Which is one of our favourite shows you are of all very, time. You should do this writing thing for a living. Today on Toast Haunted, mm-hmm. uh, we asked the age-old question, can dogs see ghosts? Right, Okay. Can they? Well, before we start, what do you think, Georgina? (laughs) Absolutely, yes. Why not? Is it possible that our four-legged friends can sense what we cannot? If you look on the internet, Mm. there's quite a lot of documentation (laughs) that supports the notion... Yeah, are dogs like barking at empty spaces? ...that dogs can sense paranormal activity. Excellente. Would you like to hear an example, Georgina? I'm... Almost on the edge of my seat with excitement. One dark night, yes. an elderly woman, let's call her Gladys, <laughs> s- 
settled into her, her side of the bed and patted the empty pillow beside her. Yes. A year had passed, but Gladys was still adjusting to being a widow after 40, after 40 years of marriage. You're tearing me apart. Her golden retriever, let's call him Kevin. <laughs> Excellent name for a dog. He seemed to understand this. Yes. One cold, moonless night when <laughs> Gladys had returned home from bingo. Oh, she was at the bingo. Kevin, Excellent. the golden retriever, mm. did something he'd never done before. Yeah. He jumped up onto her husband's side of the bed and gently <laughs> laid his head on the pillow. That's just a dog figuring out there's an empty space there now. My turn for the bed. A cynical person might say that. OK. Her husband would never have allowed no. Kevin well, onto the bed. I think there's even more of the answer but then, isn't Gladys there? Gladys didn't shoo Kevin off the bed. No, she wouldn't. In, instead, she lay down beside him and let the peaceful sound of the dog snoring, snoring. lull her to the sleep. The dog snore? I don't, I've never had a dog. I don't know if they snore. You never slept with a dog? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a whole new niche podcast, isn't it? Anyway, this went on for about a year. Okay. Gladys slept with the dog. Yeah. She found it comforting, but one night... How was a ghost involved in all of this? One night, Kevin the Gold... I'm getting to that. Okay. (laughs) Yes. Because this is Toast Haunted. Okay. Uh, Okay. Gladys was alone in bed, Mm -hmm. and she could hear scratching on the floorboards downstairs. (gasps) Did Kevin want to go out for a walk at this time of night? Did he? With a sigh, Gladys made her way down to the hallway. Now, hold on, Kevin's on the bed next to her. Oh, she, he's no, no, now no. gone down. He's, he's gone, gone downstairs. downstairs. Yeah, she's woken up and he's downstairs. Excellent. OK, OK. But when she got downstairs, Kevin wasn't pacing back and forth by the front door as no. usual. Instead, he was jumping around and wagging his tail just like he used to when Gladys's husband <laughs> arrived home from work. Dogs are so wonderful, aren't they? So to Gladys, it felt as if her husband... Oh, it felt as if her had husband... Had come home. Had come home. Yeah. OK, OK. Do you think Gladys's husband had come home, Georgina? I do. Absolutely, Gladys's husband. Does Gladys's husband have a name? No. No, <laughs> just Gladys's no. husband. So the dog got up in the middle of the night, yeah. needed the loo, got quite excited about it. Do dogs really get up in the middle of the night to go to the loo? That's a pain thing to do, isn't it? It is. I thought I thought maybe they slept through the night like humans, although that's not <laughs> that's not a thing anymore. That was it? toast haunted. More, oh, did, that was it. Yeah. More so, go, are more, we drawing any conclusions from that? No. What do you think? I think. What it, do you think, Lars? I think her husband had probably come home. Right. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. That, that's what I like to think. Yes. More ghostly tales next time on Salbin Lofty Lux. Coming up next, words that are nice to say. Sourbean and Lofty Lux. Today's official word that is nice to say is euphoria. Let's say it together. Euphoria. Turn to someone close to you, look deep into their eyes, grasp their face firmly in your hands and say... Euphoria. Place it in a sentence for us, Georgina. Uh, We were all caught up in the euphoria of the new podcast, but then our enthusiasm began to wear off. Euphoria. Today's official word that is nice to say on Salby and Luff Deluxe. S-O-W-E-R-B-Y-A-N-D-L-U-F-F. Still to come on Salby and Luff. In Corridors of Conspiracy, we pose the age-old question, is Elvis Presley 
still alive. Oh, yes. Plus, Santa Claus's DNA, feral hogs. Didn't we do feral hogs? Yeah. We did feral hogs last we did, time, This didn't is we? my numbering system. I've got it all wrong. <laughs> We've done feral hogs. We've so done feral hogs. You can hogs. check that off if yeah, you've listened to episode two. Um, um, and then we will have a visit from King Charles III, who will be giving his latest updates on the NFL. We are the mice who live under the sink and we like eating peanut butter. Coming up next, Georgina Salby's Corridors of Conspiracy. Corridors of Conspiracy. <laughs> what Why you... does he say corridors? Well, because it's... that's obviously how they say corridors in Denver. And isn't in Macbeth, isn't there a thane of corridor? They might be. <laughs> But then that's another that's been, story. That's been dragged from the very back of my head. What have you got for us on corridors of conspiracy? Is Elvis this time? is Elvis still alive? There's yeah. lots of people who keep saying. So what happens when famous people die? Everyone thinks, oh no, I've spotted him somewhere. Happens all the time. But with Elvis, it seems particularly true. Now Elvis, bless him. Everyone who's seen him alive think that he staged his own death. Now why would anyone? Why did, and if you're going to stage your own death, why would you do it in such a huge humiliating way. Be, I mean, wouldn't you just lie down and look all peaceful? He'd be very old now, Georgina. Did When you were researching this, yeah. did you look to see how old Elvis would be if he was... He'd be about 100 and something, wouldn't he? He'd be a thousand and three. Yeah. I don't know. This. I mean, what we're doing... You don't know. ...is we're going back... When do, I don't even know when he died. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done this very thoroughly. <laughs> was it in the 80s? Keep broadcasting, anyway, Georgina. Okay, so in the 90s, people thought he was still alive. Yeah, OK. Okay, let's not say, now. Let's say Maybe, this is in the yeah, 90s. Yeah, not anymore. I think we've all we've all sadly accepted that Elvis is dead. So, so but, this is a sort of retro corridors of yeah, conspiracy. Yes, it is. Yeah, because, okay. okay, so he staged his own death. And I'm thinking, well, why would you do that? He was making money. He had a happy family. I'm sure he was content with his life. I mean, he was eating what he wanted, drinking what he wanted, taking quite a lot of what he wanted. And why would you stage your own death at that point? You haven't quite a laugh. He was eating quite a lot of what I he wanted. I would imagine, yeah. In fact, he was probably eating quite a lot of stuff he didn't want. <laughs> he ate the sofa on one occasion, yes. I'm told. And also the conspiracy theorists out there yeah. who think that Elvis is still alive is that he wanted to escape the pressure of celebrity but wanted to do good deed, so he is now helping law enforcement in fighting the mob. I mean, that is so specific, isn't it? In disguise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You can't. Maybe, yeah, wearing a blonde it wig. Would be, I don't think wearing a blonde wig for Elvis would have helped very much because he was about 30 stone, <laughs> wasn't he, by the time he departed this mortal coil. Yeah. He was well, a massive man. Yes. Now, I think if, if you saw that Elvis, a massive Elvis wearing a blonde wig coming towards you, yeah. the first thing you would say is, oh, look, there's Elvis <laughs> Presley. <laughs> I thought he was dead. Yeah. So is that what he, that's what they say he was doing, is it? The conspiracy is that the Elvis conspiracy is working is, for the police. He's working for law enforcement, right. fighting the wob, mob, wob, and he was placed, lucky, I mean, this is very lucky, he was placed into anonymity because he was working for law. You see, what these people do is when they go, oh, I I think Elvis is alive. When people start asking them questions, they come up with answers to everything, don't they? Like, was he still called Elvis? Because mm. that would stand out quite a lot, because there aren't many people called Elvis, This are is there? Chief Inspector Elvis. <laughs> anyway, people genuinely thought in the 90s that Elvis both was 
worked as a background extra. Oh, this is a different conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Background. No, they thought they saw him as a background extra in Home Alone. Wow. How specific is that? But actually, it was an actor so- who just looked at called Gary Grot. Which is a, just a brilliant name, Gary. Well done. I thought you were going to say that Elvis was was using working as a film extra as a cover <laughs> while he was working for the LAPD he or, maybe, or similar. Mary, maybe Gary Grot is just Elvis's name now. I mean, we don't know, do we? It would be a great Grot. name. Gary Grot. Do you think his friends call him Gigi? <laughs> no, if you have the name Grot, you're going to get called Grot. So he wasn't a you? film extra. No, he wasn't a film extra. Right. But also he was seen at fast food places. Makes sense, really, does it? If you're going to yeah. spot Elvis anywhere, it's buying a burger. Yeah. And also in supermarkets. They never actually got managed to get a photograph of Elvis anywhere else other than dead. Mm. And there are actually... There quite a few photos on the internet of Elvis in his casket. Do you oh know dear. what you mean? So, actually, doctors said he was dead. His family say he's dead. He had a funeral. There's a photograph of him being dead. What do you do, know what I mean? What do you think, Georgina? Well... Do you think he survived? When it was put on the radio, when yeah. the, a woman wrote a book about it, yeah. and when she was interviewed on the radio, they did a little sort of... They did a, a, a test afterwards and asked callers to phone in about whether they thought Elvis was still alive. And 79% of people thought that Elvis was still alive. It's wishful thinking, isn't it? Georgina? Yes, I, th- I think what we do, you know, is we kind of... We hope... If if we, if we like a celebrity, we think, I don't want them to die. I will always want them to be part of my life. And in a lovely way, he is, because his music lives on. Yeah, I, my question would be, mm. of all of these conspiracies, has anybody that died ever actually been discovered to have not been dead? <laughs> I know. And have come back? I'd be fascinated to know if anyone has actually done that. I mean, apart from the fictional versions like Reginald Perry. No, but there was a real life guy in the northeast, wasn't there? Who oh, yes. faked his own suicide. The canoe guy. And he lived upstairs in his attic for yeah. years. And his wife went along with it and she claimed the insurance. And so, I mean, that was real, but if, he wasn't really a celebrity. If, you, if you've never seen that story, guys, yes, like, get, get on Google and Google Canoe Man. Canoe Man. Well, what part of the country was it? It's the northeast. I think he so, was near Hartlepool. Yeah, northeast of England, Canoe Man who faked his own death. Yeah. There's been two films yeah. about it now. It's Really fascinating. And it's a really fascinating... As Georgina says, he he, he got in a canoe and he... (laughs) Yeah, and went out to sea. He paddled out to sea and then he secretly paddled back again. Yeah. And he went and lived in the attic of his own house. His own house. For years. Yes, it was. And his wife knew. Yeah. And she used to take him up food. Yeah. The whole thing is really... So, really, when you say that, there's now bizarre than life mm. but at the same time Elvis isn't alive and because some people as well think since 1977 he's been living with the aliens I mean basically conspiracy theorists have to get the word alien no, in there somewhere living with they? the aliens ties in beautifully with this program it sounds it? like a song living with the aliens I, I would like to think that that's what happened yeah and that he is somewhere yeah. he's out on there a, somewhere on a living... flying on a flying saucer yes oh. being probed <laughs> But only if there are enough beds available. Being probed by grey aliens whose eyes go all the way round to the back of their heads. Yeah, and only if there are beds available. So that was (laughs) uh, more Corridors of Conspiracy next time. Still to come, an alien with a head like a rugby ball. But first... (laughs) They like their oval shapes, don't they, But first it's Thesaurus Walrus. Sour Bee and Love Deluxe. 
In the studio, the lovely TW Thesaurus Walrus. Hello. Hello. Welcome, Hello. welcome, welcome. I'm Sorry about your dad, by the way. I'm here again. You are here again, lovely. Uh, are you fitting in the chair okay? Are you finding the headphones comfortable? Yes, I'm drying out You're already. Drying, yeah, I can imagine that. Can so you... so let's crack on. Okay. Uh, today's pa- target word, target word, target word is patient. Patient? Yes, the word is patient. Uh, so the opposite... The opposite, that's what we're doing. ...of patient mm-hmm. is, um... Impatient. Impatient. I always um, thought it was unpatient. Oh, ag- agitated. Okay, agitated. Agitated. Oh. Yes, I like agitated. Um, frustrated. All the things you get when you're drying out. Intolerant. Intolerant. I like that. Um, yeah. Unwilling. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Troubled. 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 Loud. Um, uh, non-patient. Non. Patient. Um, counterpatient. Counter. I can see. Contra- I can't think of any No, that, that that'll do. That'll do. Sweets are outside. Thanks a lot. Can I come back next time? Um, <laughs> that's that's under debate. If you'd like to follow this podcast on Twitter or Instagram, we are at Sowerby and Love. You can visit our website, which is sowerbyandluff.com, or keep in touch by becoming a member of our busy Facebook group, Sowerby and Love's fully optimised social media network. Flying Saucers Ate My Pants. Today on Flying Saucers Ate My Pants, a student who lives in Zimbabwe. We'll call him James. (laughs) Yes. Not his real name. Not his real name. Not his real name. Okay. James, not his real name, says he woke up in the middle of the night to do some studying for his exams. Mm -hmm. He heard a clicking sound... Not unlike a telephone dialing. Okay. Or a dolphin. Are we back to that again? Except that he didn't have a telephone in the house. So that's just that's just putting me off, Georgina. That's like that horrible noise you make with your vape. You know you know, Georgina comes and sits right next to me and when she vapes it makes this kind of weird, horrible puffing noise. Can't stand it. I'll put that on matters arising. Um so uh, he didn't have a telephone or a dolphin. In okay. the house. No. Except <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> he didn't have a dolphin. No, he didn't have dolphin a dolphin in, in, in the house. house. So the clicking noise, he didn't know. What was the clicking noise yeah. then? The clicking continued for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. So let's call him James, not yeah. his real name, decided to check out what it could be. Yeah. He opened the front door and looked mm-hmm. outside. Yeah. He could hear the sound coming from up the road. Okay. And when he glanced in that direction, he witnessed <laughs> something very strange. Okay. He quickly went outside and hid behind a hedge. (laughs) No, 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 no. Why why isn't he just going to investigate? Why is he now hiding behind a hedge? Some people would say that that's a good strategy, Georgina. Oh, okay. If you suspect an imminent close encounter... You you see, I'd be rubbish with aliens. Always get behind a hedge. Yes, okay. Or preferably in one. (laughs) Okay. So James... A hedge wouldn't save you from an alien invasion, though, would it? James, not his real name, got a a better view from this vantage point Mm -hmm. in the hedge. Okay. And he was able to observe a small figure about one metre high. Mm -hmm. That's a yard or 36 inches in old money, right? The the creature had a head shaped like a rugby ball, <laughs> which sounds very much like Stewie Griffin to yes, me from, it does. from Family Guy. It's because he's been squeezed out badly. But no, the E.T. was dressed in white overalls <laughs> and, and and on its back yeah. it had a small satchel. Was it Dexy's Midnight Runners? <laughs> 
It had a small satchel yeah, attached yeah. to which. Hold on, this is a schoolboy, no? No, we'll just oh, okay. Go keep with going, me. Keep going. Small satchel attached to which was an aerial with a flashing red light on the top. Oh. Uh, I wrote down on, in my notes, alien paramedic, question mark. Yes, yes, maybe. So James, not his real name, was terrified. He ran back into the house, mm-hmm. jumped what, into... From ba- his hiding position in yes, the hedge? out of the hedge. Because he the was hedge, safe there, wasn't he? Out of the hedge, back into the house, yeah. jumped into bed, covered himself with a blanket. I guess that's going to stop the alien invasion so, so, too. So that's tip number two. If yeah. you have an alien encounter, yeah. run away and put a blanket <laughs> over your head as soon as possible. <laughs> Did James take a picture? No. No. Did he do a drawing of the creature? No. Did he not? He just stayed in bed (laughs) and slept fitfully for the rest of the night. (laughs) Was James dreaming all of it? Now, that would be the end of the story, but there's more. Yeah, oh, okay. Next morning, James went to look where the creature had walked and found Mm -hmm. several footprints, which he could not identify. Shaped like. Did he take an impression of the footprints with plaster of Paris? No. No. He'd never seen CSI Miami. No. Did he measure the footprints? No. no. When James arrived at school, he told his friends about seeing what he called a ghost yes. in the night. And one of his friends suggested that it might have come from a UFO. Right. Yeah. Now, Excellent. So I'm putting James forward as the worst possible person to have an alien <laughs> encounter. Yeah. Right. Just as all this is seeming to be a huge waste of time, we discover yeah, that there were there were two witnesses. Oh, okay. To this, okay. To this oh, particular alien sighting. Excellent. Opposite okay. James's house was a teaching centre. Yes. Guarded at night by a security firm. One of the guards was on duty that night and also saw what he called a ghost wearing a knapsack on its back with a flashing red light. Okay. He also heard a clicking sound like a telephone. <laughs> Or a dolphin. <laughs> did, did they compare notes before they went to this interview? But wait. Yeah. He was so disturbed by this event, mm-hmm. he quit his job. <gasps> That's big, he isn't it? He quit his job. Quit his something, job? What? Because someone with a knapsack and probably radio equipment... Something tells me, Georgina, he was planning to quit <laughs> his job anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going because of the alien? Yeah, right, maybe he'd okay. stolen some stuff. That's from a the... great... That is a great way, though, isn't it, to quit your job? So, Georgina, what do you think he saw? What's what's small with a with a rugby-sized head and wearing a white boiler suit? And don't say Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> what, what could he you have seen? You know me too well. What could he have seen? He saw a boiler engineer who was low of stature, who was going to mend someone's boiler and he had all his equipment on his back and he was purely going in there. What? Hold on. Is this at night or during the day? This is, as far as I know, this is at night. At yeah. night? Yeah. So, OK, well, maybe it's a... What If it was around at the time, maybe it's someone with, like, a radio with an antenna... Because you know you can have port- big portable radios, like boom boxes, mm. and so maybe he was walking around with headphones in his ears going... I was thinking it might have been someone taking pictures for Google Earth. Very, very slowly. Yeah, or maybe, you know, because they've got little bubble cars, haven't they, with a yeah. flashing red light on the top and a camera. Mm. So maybe he didn't see a person. Maybe he saw a little oh, bubble car with a red flashing the... light oh, on the top. Oh, that would make, yes. That left footprints. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
more curious alien encounters next time on Flying Saucers at My Pants. Up next, don't bogart the finger monkey. Don't bogart the finger monkey. What's happening on Don't Bogart the Finger Monkey, Georgina? This is a weird one. This is a weird one. In Alaska, children were served floor sealant instead of milk in school. Floor sealant? Floor sealant instead of milk in school. Now, who makes that error? Well, it, it, does it, has it got the same consistency as milk, well, then? I presume so, because you know, you can you can picture it, the gloopy, gloopy, glue sort of stuff, can't is, you? Is it deadly poisonous? I'm, and, well, I don't think anyone ate it, because they, they could smell it before they... But <laughs> who's, who's working in the kitchen, and what training programme have they been on? And are they still employed? <laughs> That you actually mistake floor sealant. Maybe I like saying floor maybe sealant. Maybe it was in a similar yes, bottle. To yeah, the, okay. The milk. It was in a plastic carton. I get that. It's going to be white. I get that. But at what point do you open a carton of milk, go, whoa, that's a bit smelly, and decide to pour it into glasses on, for children to consume? On a related subject. Mm. We used to get milk given to us at school. Um, I'm old enough to remember that. Mm. Did that ever happen? Are you not old enough to remember that, Georgina? You're pulling a puzzled face. No, yeah, I don't think I was ever given. When milk I was at in school. junior school, yeah. we, they used to bring uh, a carton. They used to put a carton of milk on oh, everybody's God. desk, oh, and we used to have yeah. a straw, and you'd push the straw through the top of the carton oh, of milk. Oh, nice! And we'd all sit there and drink our milk. Yeah. Wasn't that lovely? It was nanny state in a good way, wasn't it? In yes. Those days. Was it warm though? Um, no, it was nice. No, it, it was, was nice. It was out of the fridge. And did it because it's really satisfying. Yeah. Putting because you have to use the spiky end of the straw, don't yeah. you? I used to love that bit. And the I, only time I ever was given one of those is like if we went on a picnic or went to the cinema and used to go. Isn't that funny that that just suddenly popped into my head? The, the the memory of being given milk and just accepting that it was that it was free. You know, imagine now just giving every ch- every school child in the country yeah. free milk. It it was lovely. Yes, but it probably plays dividends in the end, doesn't it? Because you're full of vitamins and calcium and all, thing, all the things you need. That goes on to remind me of the fact that we used, when we used to go swimming on a Monday morning, when we got back from swimming, we were allowed to eat sandwiches. <laughs> You in were, the, in you the were class- allowed to eat. Yeah. This sounds very draconian. In the classroom, school. because they assume that if you go swimming, it yeah. makes you hungry. Yes. So the, most of us used to sign up to go swimming because it wasn't compulsory. We used to yeah. sign up to go swimming <laughs> just so that we could eat <laughs> sandwiches in the classroom when we got back. Did they provide the sandwiches or did you oh, have no. to bring your own? You had to bring no. your own sandwiches. You bought your own sandwiches, but you had to go swimming first. Was there not a way? To get your sandwiches. To not go swimming, bring your own sandwiches and simply eat along with all the other people no. who were eating sandwiches. No, you weren't allowed to do that. You, you had, weren't allowed to do that. It's only for people that were hungry. Be, right, because, because they'd, they'd been gone swimming. swimming. Anything else on Don't Bug Out the Finger Monkey this time? Uh, yes. A Thai temple has been left without any monks at all because they all failed a random drugs test. <laughs> all of them. All of them. <laughs> Isn't that brilliant? <laughs> what? Do they, 
is that a thing? Do they have <laughs> random drugs tests for well, They must monks? do, because they all failed it. I love the idea that we all think these monks in their little orange outfits are really zen. Imagine. And really going home all the time. And basically, they're just out of their minds. I think they should do that in the Anglican church. Wouldn't it be brilliant <laughs> if you were sitting in church on a Sunday morning yeah. and the vicar was halfway through his sermon and suddenly someone came running in and said, stop, stop. random yeah. drugs test. And all the congregation had to sit there yeah. while they took blood <laughs> from the vicar. That would be brilliant. I'd love to see that. You should suggest it to your mum. She's got contacts in the Anglican church, hasn't she? So get her to suggest it to the to the bishop next time. <laughs> they don't even they don't even have a vicar at the moment. Um, this year, yes, a young girl kept the cookie she left out for Santa Claus, mm. and then sent it to the um, CIA and asked them to DNA test it for Santa's. <laughs> For Santa's DNA. How did that she... work out for her? <laughs> well, I think I think the CIA were very sweet and and actually sent her a letter saying yes, it indeed had come back with the DNA of Santa. That's very sweet, cause, especially as this woman is now forty three. <laughs> <laughs> That's, she's been watching the right programmes, hasn't she? she Where has. she goes, oh, I know what I'm going to. I don't believe in all this Santa Claus rigmarole, and I'm going to take that cookie and I'm going to send it off. Her parents said they were very proud of her that she'd taken an initiative, but were very grateful, I imagine, to the CIA who came back going, oh, definitely the Santa Claus DNA there. That was Don't Bogart the Finger Monkey. Don't Bogart the Finger Monkey. Coming up, more hot news from the NFL with uh, His Majesty King Charles III. But first, a word from Big Mal. To get exclusive bonus content for this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash studio senseless and upgrade to Sour B and Luff VIP access. <laughs> news from the NFL with His Majesty King Charles III. It's lovely to see you, Georgina. Good afternoon, Your Majesty. I've left the state coach on a double yellow line, so we need to move this thing along. Of course, Your Majesty. You're here to talk about the NFL. So let's get started with this week's latest gossip. Yes, let's start with the LA Raiders, shall we? What's a word on the street? Well, my, my poor dear mama, the late Queen, had a bit of a soft spot for the LA Raiders. She, she would have been absolutely gutted to hear that their quarterback, Derek Carr, was benched at the end of last season. Oh, why was he benched? I have no idea, Georgina. He's been their starting quarterback for nine seasons. But for some reason, they've replaced him with a chap called Jarrett Stidman. <laughs> I don't like the look of Jared Stidman. Why is that, Your Majesty? Well, his eyes are too close together. What kind of name is Stidman, anyway? Uh, where do you think Derek Carr will go? Oh, I don't know. New York Jets? Maybe the Washington Commanders? <laughs> I think my son Harry supports the New York Jets, but I'm not sure. I, I haven't spoken to him for a while. Maybe Stidman will sign for the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, I hope not. I bloody hate the Seattle Seahawks. Scum of the earth. Oh, thank you for coming to see us, Your Majesty. It's been an honour. You're very welcome, Georgina. Would you like to become the third person in my marriage? No, thank you. Pity. Ladies and gentlemen, His Majesty King Charles III.
King Charles III will have further news and gossip from the NFL in the next episode of Salbing Luff Deluxe. Now it's time for What's the Question Triv Penalty Shootout Edition. So in case you haven't heard this uh, podcast before, Georgina and I give each other answers and we have to guess the question. These yeah. are questions from the original version of Trivial Pursuit. If you get it right, you score a penalty. And if you get it wrong, you miss the penalty. This is simply you crowbarring football <laughs> into it somehow, isn't it? So I think it's very easy. If you remember Q and A, mm. we say the A, you've got to come up with the Q. Your first answer, Georgina. What is the question? The answer is España. España? España. What is the question? Uh, the question is is Espana, Espana. Um, Don't overthink it. Okay, okay. Uh, who makes the best paella? I'm sorry, that is the... Was that your funny answer and now you're going to give a real answer? Or was that your answer? No, that was just generally my answer. Oh, uh, never mind. That is a missed penalty, yes. Georgina. The correct question was, what does Spaniards call Spain? <laughs> yeah, you see, I told you not to overthink it. Okay, okay. Uh, the answer for you is yeast. 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 Okay. Keep it clean. Yeast. Yeah. Uh, so it's nothing to do with yeast infections. No. I'm not telling you. Oh, okay. What's the question I'm, if the answer is yeast? What is the main ingredient that is used in the making of, that could be beer or bread, Uh so I'll say, what is the main ingredient that is used in the making of bread? Yes, you have scored a penalty. 1-0 <laughs> to Brian. <laughs> OK. Georgina, your um, answer to which you have to supply the question is the British Commonwealth. The British Commonwealth. What is the uh, question, Georgina, to the answer, the British Commonwealth? The British Commonwealth. Um... What used to be a very large thing and is now a very small thing? You're you're kind of on the right... You're in the right what ballpark. What used to have 147 countries and now only has two? You're what close. What used to be a really, really large area of the world and now is a small area of no, the world? I'm afraid I'm going to have to call that a miss. OK. The correct question... Yeah. What did the British Empire become in 1931? Okay, that's good. Yeah, okay. I'll, I'll get it now. Um, the the answer is in bed. In bed. In bed. What's the question? Um, where did John Lennon and Yoko Ono do their peace protest Aww. in the in the 1960s? I mean, that's right, but it's not the question I have on the card. Oh, can I have half a point? No, you can't. You really can't have half, have half a, a goal. You can hit the bar, but I'm afraid it's still not a penalty. <laughs> I've just turned over the card, and it's a very long word, and I'm not keen on saying it, but I'll give it a go. Right. Where does a Libro Cubic Cubulubra? No, a Where does one of those read? So I've scored one. That's a, that's a word that isn't nice to say. So I've scored one out of two and you've, you've scored none? No, no, you win this week's penalty shootout. Hey! 
<laughs> so there'll be more penalty shootouts next week if we decide that this item <laughs> is not a complete yeah, waste, waste of time. time. Uh, that's the end of this week's programme. Georgina is still wearing her bed hat, oh, by the way. I know, it keeps which, me warm. Which we mentioned in the last uh, the last episode. Uh, thanks to uh, Thesaurus Warus, the mice who live under the sink, and of course, His Majesty King Charles III. Good. Say bye-bye, Georgina. Um, I'm not going to say bye-bye, Georgina. I'll just say goodbye. Sour Beer and Luff Deluxe was written and presented by me, Brian Luff. And me, Georgina Sowerby. The announcer was Big Mal from Denver. Music by Curiosity Shop and Kevin McLeod. Technical supervisor was Dame Alan Benz. Thesaurus Warus Jr. appeared courtesy of Skegness Seal Sanctuary. All celebrity voices were impersonated. No mice were harmed during the making of this programme. To listen to exclusive bonus behind-the-scenes content for this podcast, upgrade to Salvi and Love VIP access. This was a Salvi and Love production for Studio Senseless in leafy London town. <laughs> Will you tickle my fanny?